0: You're listening to The Reluctant Cruise, a One Piece Rewatch podcast. Have fun! Okay so still haven't uh <coughs> picked a full name for this podcast, so we're just gonna add that in later, I guess this is Brian, I'm one of your hosts, and next we have Steve.
1: hey, y'all. This is Steve. I guess I'll introduce myself a little bit and start this stuff off so my I'm gonna talk a little bit about my experience with one piece, so I'm a college student, and so in that, I was looking for cool new things to do while in college besides drug and drugs and alcohol. But you know, that's just a joke. <laughs> and so, um, and so I started reading manga and watching anime. And so I first started out with Dragon Ball and in starting out with Dragon Ball. A lot of my friends and stuff like that in college were like super into anime and manga. <clears throat> and so in that, I was like, okay, I like Dragon Ball. But let's go a little deeper. And they're like, bro, you got to watch One Piece. And so to me, I was like, dang, shit's like 800 episodes, 900 episodes or whatever. So I was like, that's a lot of episodes. So I was like, okay, I didn't really start it yet. Like I bought a couple of books, but then those just kind of got put by the wayside. And it wasn't until last summer that I started fully reading One Piece. And so at that point, I was I had nothing else to do. It was summertime. And so here I am. I'm reading like 40, 50, 60 chapters a day, like every day. If you guys don't know, the manga is like 960 or actually 980 chapters at this point, uh, as of currently. And so back when I started, it was still in the 920s, and so it was like, oh man, this is a daunting task. But it just hooked me like almost instantaneously, and so it's like, yo, this is great. And so I started reading and reading and reading and reading. But then one of our mutual friends between me, Brian. And Clinton, the other host, uh, Tyreek was his name. He was like, bro, you got to watch One Piece. You can't just read it. There's no color. There's no music. You got to at least watch it for the music. And so that's how I started watching One Piece. I was like, oh, man, I already know what's going to happen. But I'll just watch it for the soundscapes. So that's what I did. I watched One Piece for a couple of months just to catch up. And I caught up this past spring. So, yeah, so now I'm all caught up in the manga and the anime so that's that but yeah why don't we kick it over to our other uh host his name is clinton so go ahead clinton Uh, hi i am clinton um some people call me rob
2: link on the internet i first started with one piece back when one piece was aired on what they called four kids which was a programming block on saturday mornings back when Uh, public television used to air cartoons i don't know if public television exists in the way it used to i think most people either have some cable subscription or something else but uh, if you ever hear anyone mention four kids one piece it's usually with a lot of disdain it was a very rough dub uh, because the series as a whole was probably aimed more towards at least i would say teenage to older individuals Definitely not a younger age type of show, though, because of some of the heavier topics and more, uh, let's say, grotesque depictions of violence that are in the show to certain extents. But anyway, despite the Four Kids dub not being the greatest, uh, it at least gave me an early exposure to the show. And in the back of my head, I always thought, huh, that show is kind of weird, but it's cool. So for me, that's like middle school. And then in high school, one of my best friends or someone who would eventually become one of my best friends um, was very much into One Piece and he had read it. From the start. Uh, And he always told me, Oh, you should read it and give it a second chance. And it took me a long time, but I finally got on the cruise, as many say. And I haven't really looked back since then. Uh, When I first decided to watch it, I think it was about 2012 or 2013. I had just transferred out of community college and started my uh, first semester at the four year that I was finishing up at. I had a bunch of basic junior year tier classes that I was plowing through. And I had pretty consistent schedule in which i had really consistent blocks of free time where i wasn't studying or in class or working on the side so for whatever reason that semester i just plowed through what was all of one piece at the time and i think so that was like seven years ago at this point i think the show had around 600 ish episodes then uh obviously it has way more now um and I don't regret doing the anime. I know that's not everyone's favorite choice or recommendation. A lot of people are like purists and they want you to go for the manga. Uh, But I do think that there is some value in watching the show. Uh, and also what's nice is the filler that does exist in the show is very easy to parse out. It's usually before and after a lot of major arcs because it's just them trying to pace it out. I think it's avoided the pitfall that many other really long-running shonen shows have had over the years where things get paced poorly based on what's going on in the manga. But anyway, One Piece is a lot of fun. Uh, it is a, a massive journey. Um, I think it's worth it. I guess I'll turn it back over to Brian.
0: Okay, so yeah, no. um, Back to me. So my connection with One Piece. I had read the manga in, in America. It's monthly shown in Jump as opposed to weekly, as they do in Japan. It is true. I would used to read the manga a little bit in a monthly jump. And I had watched the 4Kids dub. I very distinctly remember liking uh, the 4Kids dub voice for Zoro. <laughs> but yeah, so... There's definitely some, uh, changes, some censorship, if you will, between the uncut manga, not manga. Well, yeah, the manga and, uh, the anime. Like Sanji as in my mind for the longest time, just this dude that really fucking loved lollipops. So that's mostly my history. There's just a certain point where I just kind of fell off. I saw this really good, um, tweet yesterday. That was like a I don't hate one piece, I just don't have the time, which I think mostly sums up my experience with one piece up till this point, uh, as we covered in the episode zero, the reason we're doing this is that I put on the internet, hey, a lot of shit's fucked up right now, all these people are dying if you donate to something uh, like a bail fund for protests that are happening, and just to time stamp this, this is june twenty fifth so like three weeks ago twenty twenty these protests for Yeah, 2020. Three weeks ago were all these protests over police brutality and George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, among others. We're hearing more and more fucked up reports like just yesterday or the day before we learned about Elijah McClain in Aurora, Colorado. So yeah, a big part of me doing this, I guess, was, uh, you know, all the Black Lives Matter movements going around and we just wanted to reiterate that black lives do matter and uh yeah so i said hey if you donate money to something i will watch an episode of one piece for every 50 cents and lo and behold eventually there's over a thousand dollars donated and technically i have to watch two thousand something episodes of one piece but considering that's technically impossible not gonna happen but you know here we are the show exists in multiple languages i'm just throwing that on the table no, no, I'm not do I'm not doing that. But uh actually, I mean I guess technically I am doing that because I've been watching the sub and the dub. Eventually I'm just gonna have to only watch the sub when I run out of the dub, but yeah. Uh
1: yeah, um... subs only.
0: But yeah, no, I guess we're gonna say it at the top. We're probably gonna say it at the bottom. Uh Black Lives Matter. It's important that we remember that. And uh yeah, so more on with the actual podcast. I guess the idea of the podcast, as stated in the episode zero, is to do a recap of the episodes. Essentially, like, one to three episodes of the anime per podcast episode. Just to kick it off a little bit, I'm just going to ask what your guys' uh, favorite characters are in the show. Starting with Steve.
1: Okay, so as of right now, my favorite character... Um uh, this character comes up way later in the manga. You'll find out more about it uh, as we progress on with this podcast. But his name is Bartholomew Kuma. Yeah, Bartholomew Kuma. Kuma. For some reason, I can't pronounce his name. But anyways, he's this Barth- really... Tr-
2: Bartholomew Kuma. There you go.
1: Bartholomew Kuma. Yeah. Like a bear. Finally got it. there we go. Uh but anyways, you'll find out later. Um he's this big old dude, wears this weird kind of hat. I think he has a Bible when you first see him. But he's just kind of this this odd character, but he plays a really like super important point in the the series. And so we'll talk more about that when we get to him, and I'll be in love with this guy. But but yeah. Uh anyways, what's how about your slash?
2: Um in an effort to also keep my Favorite characters, spoiler free, I'll say my favorite crew member is probably either Chopper or Frankie. My favorite other character is, hmm, this might take a second, uh, Kuma is a good choice. I think my favorite other character might be... You know, I'll come back to that. I'll stick with Chopper or Frankie for now. If I can think of another favorite character, the issue with this question is that there are a lot of, I think, really good B list characters, meaning like not the main crew or I guess the main villains, quote unquote. But we'll get to why that's kind of a foggy statement as well. But yes, Chopper or Frankie, there you go. So we don't deviate it too long. I think yeah. those are both two really solid characters.
1: Yeah, so I guess if you guys want to know my favorite crew characters, it's down between and you'll figure these out later on, it's down between Chopper, like uh Clinton said, and uh uh Brooke. And you'll find out more mm-hmm. about Brooke as well. And those are probably two of my favorite characters. They're just the craziest <sighs> and zaniest and, and they have a lot of fun. So Yeah.
0: Everyone everyone just loves Chopper. I'm pretty sure Chopper is like Tyreek's favorite too.
1: Yeah, man, you can't go wrong. And with all chocolate. I remember from
0: him is kind of being like a. All I remember is him. Without spoiling it too much, is being a whiny. Um. We'll just say a whiny person. I won't. I won't even say what the main thing is. I do remember it, but uh, yeah. I guess my, shit. See, I'm saying that, but my favorite character is definitely like, further down the line. Which, when I mentioned it, Tyreek said. Man, what the fuck is wrong with you? There's like a bunch of other people with the same powers, but uh, I am a sucker for people whose powers is like eating shit for whatever reason. Uh-huh. So, from what I remember watching, my fairy character had been Wapple, mm. who is this like <laughs> dictator in like a snow country or some shit. I don't remember the exact location, but it's uh, his arc where you meet Chopper. But yeah, so Wapple, who has a power where I can't even remember exactly how it works to describe it, but he's you know, got a like... big
2: mouth and I like
0: that stupid show. Yeah. So yeah, that was my favorite character from what I remember. Um, if I was going to pick a specific crew member, I guess I would probably pick Zoro. Not a bad one.
1: Good choice, good
0: choice. Okay. So I guess I'm just gonna list off a few things about One Piece itself just before we get into it. Just so uh you know, for those that might not be aware. Uh so One Piece was created in 1997 by Aichiro Oda. And Oda was born on New Year's Day, 1975, in Kumamoto, Japan. From an early age, he had planned to be a manga artist because he, I think his quote was, didn't want to work a real job. Oh,
1: yeah. So yeah, uh, sounds
0: all right. He, like many people, Oda cites Akira Toriyama and Dragon Ball as his main artistic influences. Which I guess is you can kind of see in Luffy the similarities between Luffy and Goku. When he was 17, Oda submitted a piece called Wanted to a lot of different awards bodies for manga in Japan, which got him a job at 17 working for a weekly Shonen Jump. And then over the next few years, as he worked at Jump, he was an assistant on a lot of different properties that they had, including most notably Roroni Kenshin except uh Oof. the creator that's kind of a fuck cuz i guess he's a pedophile but yeah you know, that's an still... that's an episode for another con- that's hey, there you go yeah. shame about that it's still notable but yeah kind of ruins that and then when he was 21 he wrote two pirate themed one shots so that's 1996 the year before one piece came out and one of those one shots was titled Romance Dawn, mm-hmm. which starred Monkey D. Luffy, who ended up being the protagonist of One Piece. So let's see.
1: Yeah, if you guys are reading the manga as well, you'll find that the first chapter is called Romance Dawn because this is where it began. And So there's that little connection for you guys that are reading the manga as well. So
2: Yeah, very early on, whether you're reading or even watching, I think he takes on a lot more, I'd say like. Whimsical themes and like really tries to use those earlier themes of his ideas where he like sticks to like the whole like romance dawn sort of thing. I think eventually it moves away from that as it gets into like the flow of bigger arcs and you just keep going and going. But early on, you can definitely sense he's kind of playing off a lot of these
0: earlier ideas he had, which I think is kind of cool. One Piece is one of the highest grossing media properties of all time. At first, I thought that was just like a manga thing, but it's like I believe it's in the top 10 or 15 of franchises ever. Across all types of platforms. Like Star Wars is one of the things that says beats it out. Dragon Ball is one of the things that beats it out. But yeah, so in its run, it has accumulated over twenty billion dollars in grosses across manga, anime, video games, card games, and merchandise. At one point, One Piece was the highest selling manga of all time by volume sold. The anime adaptation is has been produced by Wait. Toei
2: since Sorry to pause there. Is it not
0: anymore? I think it
2: still is. I was going to say. I know. I think it might still be. I've seen week like I've seen people who do like and like. I, I'm 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 probably still in like the middle section of the pool. I'm not as deep in as I could be in terms of like anime and following people who do like anime and manga stuff on Twitter and other things. But I've definitely seen like people who do like reviews. I think it was. There's one guy I follow. who... Uh, shoot, I'm, his name is his channel name is escaping me, but he did a review on like popular manga or he did like a look in at popular manga that have like eclipsed one piece for a month or two that that's not overall sales but like oh the highest like selling thing for this three months when like this big new show came out like overdid one piece which like that still means one piece was only in like second or third place for those months that it didn't go away so it's just always been there but yeah the way you said that i was like wait i don't i don't yeah anyway keep going
0: no see i tried to confirm if it still currently was or not or what i'd read last was uh 2016 was when it was for sure so if i had to guess i'd say that potentially dragon ball re-releasing might have uh, uh knocked that back a bit but i'm not sure oh yeah i didn't i didn't want to dragon just say ball it's super, like still yeah. currently yeah yeah, yeah dragon so, Ball super manga keeps going even
2: though the anime is done that's weird sorry keep going <laughs>
0: aren't they gonna aren't they gonna no it's fine they're gonna start doing the anime again aren't they are they okay that's even
2: weirder but i guess it makes sense sorry that just you said that and then i know the manga for super is still going and i realized that it's like going past the anime but anyway okay
0: if they do more i guess that would make sense yeah super super stopped what two or three times already
1: yeah i know super has been putting out a lot slower at least in manga wise like instead of say weekly or by or uh every two weeks like one Piece is, it's more of an every month There's a new edition out for Dragon Ball Super, but I don't know anything about the anime. At
0: least there's consistency. Are there more chapters released at once when they do the super release, or? Uh,
1: I want to say it's like one or two chapters at a time. I don't think it's. I don't think they. I don't think they release like five of them. So it's just
0: like overall slower than. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So the anime adaptation has been produced by Toei since October twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. And it's aired over 900 episodes since its release. So, in short, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> I should have known what was going to happen. Uh, like I had said in the episode zero, I kind of assumed a total of like 50 or 60 bucks from my friends donating and then i vastly everyone everyone's better than i thought i guess i don't know how to phrase that better than that like these two by themselves at the original time of recording for the previous episode would have made up like half of the money that had been donated oh yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah so it's going to be a fucking time that's one way to put it
1: we're on the cruise baby we're on the cruise
0: (laughs) we're we're on the cruise and i guess with that note you can't go on one in real life so there you go start to move into you know breaking down the episodes i guess starting with uh the intro
1: yeah for sure and so how it starts out is um you always like if you watch it in subs it always goes Tony what that means is like wealth power fame and it talks about this older pirate this is way before even the, the manga starts with the main character luffy and stuff like that so Um, the premise is there's this, there's this pirate. His name is Gold Roger. Um, and what he does is that he's this, they're in this world and there's two main lines. There's a red line and there's a grand line. So the grand line has all these different islands and all these different unique kind of weird people and things and objects in them. And so Gold Roger, what he did is he conquered the entire sea. Um, To be specific, he conquered the entire Grand Line and became known as the Pirate King. However, one of the biggest antagonists of One Piece is the world government. And they're just kind of this tyrannical, I would say fascist in some cases, government. And they finally, uh, Gold Roger had a bounty on his head and so they caught him and they executed him and so the opening starts off with him on the execution deck and he's giving this speech he's like well i'm the king of the pirates and i found all this wealth and stuff it's all accumulated all the things that are great in this world are in one place and this treasure is called the one piece hence the name of the the manga the series and so he's like if you're brave enough go out there and find it Become the Pirate King. And with that, it starts this whole wave of, uh, like, a new wave of piracy, kind of like the Renaissance in a case, where piracy was a cool thing and everybody was a pirate. Everybody was, anybody was a pirate, in fact. And that's kind of where we start out with the anime intro.
0: So, in short, I got a few tangents, actually. uh One, I'd never really paid attention before that there was only two different lines. And I guess I want to know what the fuck makes the red line not grand. Like, what what color do you have to be to be grand? I guess is the question for that.
2: It's red earth. Red red line is all earth. Like it, it's land. That's why it's that's why it's the red line. That's just yeah.
0: Oh okay. that was a very serious answer to my joke. Question. Oh, I couldn't tell. Uh, no, it's fine.
2: Because actually, I'll. I'll... I'll bounce for that just a second just so for those who know um something that I personally appreciate about One Piece is um so plenty of shonen shows don't always have a good establishment of like where you are in the world um in terms of like a map let's say not all of them maybe need a map Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that but there's some shows where I think location plays a big part and you aren't given a map until a point where it's like, well, I would have liked to know that earlier. Uh, One thing I think that Oda is pretty good about, at least in the manga is like, there's points early on where he sort of gives a map. And I think entire maps of like how the world of one piece is laid out exist for either fan made or like taken from the realistic ones. I kind of joked about it being a water world earlier, but one piece is more or less. It's a world that's mostly made up of water, but there's a lot of scattered islands, but there's one giant, let's say like a ring landmass that goes around this like blue water, let's say planet for the sake of not getting too far into talks about space because that may or may not come up later, but let's just leave it how it is. Imagine if how our world has the equator, that's our imaginary line that we use to uh, track where the sun stays highest in the sky. Wait, that's how that works, right? yeah I, so am hard. i remembering am yeah. i remembering my astronomy correctly that's equator means it's because that that's where shit stays hottest the longest right regardless of yeah yeah well depend. anyway i'm I'm not gonna get into how wrong i'm I not am. a
0: scientist none of us are scientists i think we're fine with that i took i took three semesters of astronomy because i didn't want to take another
2: science to graduate leave me alone <laughs> um i'm probably wrong but either way okay then you you should know better than us. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But imagine the equator in our world, but instead there's way less land and the equator is now a giant landmass. And then imagine running perpendicular to that right in the center is this very intense, but also, uh, let's say, wealth filled strip of ocean where it makes a giant ring. It also goes around it perpendicularly in which that is called the Grand Line. So... That is what all these pirates are trying to sail. And how do they get past the giant landmass on each side? Well, that's for you to figure out as you continue this show, if you've never watched it or read it.
1: <laughs> and another brief note is that, like you said, it's these two lines are perpendicular to each other. And so at that, there's four quadrants of this planet. Um, yes. And they're divided up into seas. So it's the North Sea, or it's the North Blue, East Blue, South Blue, and West Blue. And so those are all the names of the major oceans outside of the Grand Line and the Red Line, and so that's where most of these things take place. Our story, though, with Luffy uh, starts in East Blue and is almost a, is exclusive in East Blue until it gets to the Grand Line.
0: Yes, okay yeah. see i am I am learning things already, yeah, but yeah, so um, just the brief tangent. Going off of what you described earlier, the the bad guys in the show are the sea cops.
2: Yeah, the sea cops. <laughs> I like that. There's a lot of bad guys in the show.
1: Fuck the sea cops.
0: Okay. Yeah, that those those are my two tangents, I guess. But
1: I guess without further ado, do we want to jump into the first episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so here we go. Let's start out. So, in case you haven't watched this, I'm gonna give you a brief rundown of this. So, you're out in the middle of the sea, and out of the middle of the sea is there's this whirlpool going on blue ocean hey Steve yeah
0: what what's the name of the episode
1: ah I almost forgot the name of this first episode ever of one piece is I'm Luffy, the man who'll become the pirate king there's some good connotation for that, but anyways, let's jump right into it or jump right back you're you're in the middle of the ocean and there's this big old whirlpool there's a ship passing by it some random ship who who gives a shit at this point? Um, there's these two sailors looking at it, They're like, man, this shit is boring. And and they see like a little island off in the distance and whatnot. And next thing you know, you see this barrel floating. Like what the fuck is this barrel, man? So like maybe it's booze. So like, yeah, let's let's haul it up into the ship. And before they start hauling it up, they pan right inside to inside the ship, and it's this really posh kinda top echelon kind of party imagine the titanic almost in the case and so you have all these top echelon people and then you see this woman no it's not the woman with the red dress if you're a matrix fan it's uh the (laughs) woman with orange hair and so you obviously gotta think okay she's the only woman with orange hair in this entire room so something's got to be interesting with this chick and next thing you know you're like there's this weirdo come up here like, hey, you want to dance? And he, she's like, nah, I'm all right. But anyways, that's not really a big, important detail. Uh, but yeah, she does play a really key, important part. And so one more quick thing is that we go back outside and these sailors are hauling up these this barrel. Like, Oh, my God, this shit's heavy. And next thing you know, they see another ship. And I don't know if you all know what a Jolly Roger is. A Jolly Roger is a is a pirate flag, like a skull and and crossbones and so that's what jolly roger is is usually a specific flag for like each um, pirate crew and so they see this pirate ship out there and they start freaking out they're like oh man everybody abandoned ship there's these pirates out there and next thing you know all hell breaks loose but going back to this orange-haired lady like like man she's She's a, a interesting character. Like I'm, I'm just gonna say, like just watching this and already kind of knowing going to happened, but like coming back to it, she's a really interesting character.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we all know who she is. I've at least rewatched the first three episodes. I've watched however many episodes before, but uh, they definitely go for the quote unquote mysterious angle with this episode and the next two.
1: Um, another quick pointer is that if you're reading the manga. This is probably like chapter two or three. So um, in the manga, it starts out with Luffy's backstory, uh, the main character's backstory. But in the anime, it just starts out right at this random point And it'll eventually catch up and, and you'll, it'll all make sense. But for right now, just bear with it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up too, actually, because the manga starts right off. It, it does the intro aspect that we talked about earlier, where the, the intro theme for the anime kind of recaps... The Gold Rogers speech where he just says, you know, go find my treasure. But when the manga finishes that, you cut to Luffy when he's younger and it gives some quick context for him, um, which we get that in the anime, but it's a couple episodes in it. I don't think it's a bad choice. I think I get why they, started. they decided to start on a bit more of like an action filled point. That was just the way they decided to go about it. There's not too many weird twists like that in manga versus anime, at least to my knowledge. I'm sure someone has a list of it out there, of, of what does exist that's, like, slightly different out there. But, yeah, that, that for the beginning, that's a notable enough
0: change. I will take your word for it.
1: Okay, now, let's continue onwards. So, anyways, you see this pirate ship, and it starts a blasting Like, you know the Day Dane DeVito meme? It's like, and I start blasting. Well, that's kind of, like, what this lady <laughs> did. And it's like, okay, like, no diplomacy at all, but then again, you find out she's a pirate. And so it starts out with this lady. Her name is... Uh, pirates? Pirates.
0: Pirates in this anime about pirates? I know. What the fuck? I know. What,
1: if you're... Like, what a fucking weird thing. But you know what? It's it's Oda. Let him do what he's doing. I'm sure he has a point for it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. And then she's like, we're going to take over that ship. And let me give you some, some details about this chick. Her name is Iron Club or Iron Fist Alvida, Lady Alvida. And she is this huge woman. But anyways, they're like, yeah, let's take over this this fucking ship. And so they immediately got, start going over and stuff like that, and they're fucking taking over the ship. And there's pirates swinging from the masts and stuff like that, taking over the ship. And, uh, and they see this little kid with pink hair. This kid is like the epitome of weakness. Like, he is like timid and non-confident and Just scared all around. It's like, man, grow some confidence or something. But, anyways, she all, Lady Alvita always asks him, Kobe, who's the prettiest lady on the seat?
0: And that's pretty much what she sounds like, too. And and she's like, I do not envy him facing that question every day. Oh, yeah. She asks multiple times a day. Yeah. She asks
1: it all the time. He's like, oh, it's you, Lady Alvita. Don't hurt me. And, Literally she just kicks him off onto the other ship and he just fucking swings. Yeah, so that's basically Lady Alvida and Kobe and the pirates are taking over and you start seeing too that like once everybody is off the ship, the pirate ship, uh we pan back to orange haired mystery girl, and uh she's actually on the pirate ship. Like you would think people would be running away, but nah, she's running into the fight. So she's on pirate ship and she's like stealthing around and stuff like that but anyways
0: we're, and then uh yeah while all that's happening the uh the barrel that they pulled up's just like rolling around the uh target ship yeah
1: yeah this this barrel is going haywire eventually it falls down some stairs into like a little room or whatever um which brings us to our next thing like kobe's just kind of stealthing around he's like oh man what the heck is gonna it's going on around here and so yeah anyways this chick just magically transforms like all amazing women do they're like poop i'm up yeah so they kobe's like stealthing around he goes into like I, don't know, I think it's like a kitchen or a back room or something like that but anyways he finds this barrel and they're like oh my god it's a barrel this is a heavy ass barrel and so he's trying to roll it out trying to steal it for lady alveda and next thing all these couple pirates came in they're like oh what you doing kobe making a nuisance of yourself I'm like, oh, I just found this barrel for Lady LV, and it's like, oh, it's probably booze, let's drink some. And he's like, No, don't drink it. He's like, You better keep your mouth shut, Kobe. And it's like, he so he shuts up and they're about to bust open this barrel and have a great time. And you really feel for the pirates because they just want to drink and have fun and, and be merry. And next thing you know, I felt this asshole pops out of the barrel. Like, he's just like, ah, I had an amazing sleep. Ah, in the meantime, he just punches people and it's like, what a dick. Like, jeez, man. <laughs> where else are you supposed to sleep on the
0: ocean? Yeah, man, you ever just you ever just try to sleep when a fucking random ass dude punches you from the middle of your drinking barrel? Yeah, man. Have you ever slept in a barrel? I hear those are pretty fucking comfortable, so
1: you never know, man.
0: That's what I heard. Yeah,
1: that's what I heard too. So they say. Exactly. You know what I mean, man. And so, as we go on. We pan back quickly to our mystery girl, and she's she found all this hideout with all this treasure from Lady Alvida's ship, and so she's like, "Ooh, let me sneak in." She runs in some pirates, and she's kind of just kind of sly and dainty a little bit. And next thing you know, she kicks this guy in the balls. It's like, "Wow, man! Like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> that's some real pain right there." I have to admit. And so she goes in, and she starts stealing all this treasure and gathering up and looting. the the thing. And then we zoom back to our uh our good old ship that's being ransacked. And so the guy that popped out of the barrel, he's like Kobe's like, Who the hell are you? And and the guy that popped out of the barrel is like, Well, I'm Luffy. Nice to meet you. And I don't know, in that kind of sense I'm like thinking that Luffy's kinda like Australian, but he's like, Hi, I'm Luffy. Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's the one and only time i've ever heard that as an
0: interpretation but sure
1: i don't know that's just fuck, something that popped in my head
0: i've, I've mm, you know what sure yeah fuck it that is officially my headcanon now. <laughs>
1: uh yeah but anyways he's like man i'm hungry uh you guys got any food here and so and he starts looking for a, a kitchen They it happened upon a kitchen, and he's like, oh, man, there's so much food here. And Kobe's asked him all these questions, like, oh, what are you you doing? Are are, are you a bounty hunter? And he's like, no, man, I'm Luffy. Didn't I tell you that? Kind of thing. And he's just like, he's like, Luffy, what what are you doing in a barrel? He's like, well, I'm going to become king of the pirates. At this point, Kobe is just shocked, like, beside himself, like, flabbergasted. Like, this man wants to become king of the pirates?
0: So... Luffy's a pretty, I don't know if we really described him, Luffy is kind of like a, he's not built, per se, he's kind of lanky, so he's not a quote-unquote himbo, but he's probably himbo-adjacent. What? Luffy is not the brightest one around.
1: Yeah. I mean, he is, in some sense, like you said earlier in the episode, he is like Goku. Goku is not very bright, either, but. Yeah, because he was dropped on the head as a child. I That's mean, yeah. a podcast. But, yeah, you know, whatever. He's
2: he he he's got a Shonen Protag personality. Yeah,
1: exactly. Shonen Protag. But pro I think Luffy has a rather well-developed backstory once you get into it. Exactly. But anyways, next thing you know, fucking Lady Alvida's throwing her club around because all these pirates that just found Luffy Pop out of a barrel, they ran off and were, like, trying to find Lady Alveda. Like, <laughs> there's this this barrel and a monster. And Lady Alveda being the, the selfish woman she is, it's like, you should call me a monster? And just knocks him for a loop, or tries to at least. And uh, next thing you know, they're smashing down through the middle of the, the ship, like, straight down into the food cellar that they're at. And Lady Alvita's like, who the hell are you? And and Luffy's like, "I'm Luffy. Nice to meet you." And
0: he's kind of <laughs> way. Whenever
1: Luffy introduces himself introduce yesterday, okay. Himself.
0: Um, no, yeah, no, 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 no. If we decide that you're the one that keeps like reading the episode breakdowns, you have to do Luffy in an Australian accent the entire fucking time. Oh man, that's <laughs> that is just like my main guideline going forward. Shonen
2: Jump presents Steve
0: Irwin. <laughs> Bro. Hey man, th- there's a character named Crocodile later down in this fucking series. Exactly.
1: Oh, Bro, that's gonna be so great. Oh man. Ah oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Alright, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, keep here we go. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um anyways, Lady is all pissed off and she's like, Kobe, who's the prettiest lady on the sea? You are lady And he's just like, fucking weakling. But anyways, he's like, yeah, I want to become Pirate King. And she's like, uh, whatever. I'm not sure about you. And she's like, Colby, I thought this was a, a pirate hunter. Zoro! And Luffy's like, Zoro? Huh. Okay. Alright. And, uh, and next thing you know, <laughs> they're like chasing each other throughout the boat, and cause she sent her men down to get him and Luffy's being chased and shit like that. Kobe's trying to follow after him, trying to keep keep up and catch up. Eventually they make it to deck side. And in the deck, there's this mast. Luffy's being chased and stuff like that by a bunch of pirates. Next thing you know, he's uh he's going along, going along, go along, and he grabs his hand on the mast and he just keeps running past, running past. But he's like his arm just stretches out to a the Watcher's Amazement, and it's the craziest shit ever. Like, you're like, whoa, this guy just broke his arm or or something. And he's like, oh my God, what happened to my arm? And he's like, haha, JK, I knew about that. And then he pulls up his, like, normal thing. It it becomes the normal thing in the series. But he's like, gomu gomu no. And then he says something as to which he uses his his body as kind of a weapon and like, or some kind of utilitarian purpose. Um But in this first case, he goes, Gomu Gomu no rocket. And he just launches himself at these pirates, and they literally go down like bowling pins. Like, they're just pff, out, man, all out. And he's like, yo, I like this. And Kobe's in shock, because he's like, I've never seen this, like, this stretchy man before. Who the hell is this rubber man? Because that's what he says. He's like, yo, I ate the rubber rubber fruit, or the rubber fruit, or whatever and gum gum yeah the gum gum fruit um so that's you'll find out later that that's actually what they call a devil fruit um there's a lot of devil fruits throughout the entire series there are there are so many and there's each of them have their own unique powers um and so
0: yeah so quick quick aside on that so for example after eating the gum gum fruit luffy is I don't think it's going to come up in this episode, but Luffy is unable to swim. Is that just a uh, specifically a gum gum thing or is that?
2: No, that's all, all devil fruits cannot swim. Yeah. That, that gets explained later.
0: Yeah. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's probably going to be in like the next podcast episode or something then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's back when they, it may be, it just depends on, cause I think whenever they start describing what a devil fruit is, that's when they'll be like, Oh yeah, you get these powers, but, he can't swim. And there's when they re- fly, sorry. Yeah. There's a reason behind that. And so no big deal, but yeah, you're going to say slash
0: you would, uh, you would think that'd be like the ultimate shit show for a pirate. It It is. But
2: when you're a pirate who creates ice and can just walk on water at that point, it's kind of okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll meet that. We'll meet that guy later. He's also not a pirate technically, but anyway,
1: <laughs> I'm just exactly. going to
2: the ex- I'm just going to the extreme examples of some of the powers people get, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, when you when you flash back to Luffy as a kid, which is I think like episode four or five of the anime, it's it's given you're given the brief explanation, so you're not just like what 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 is this, and over time you'll learn more. But world building,
1: yeah, exactly. And so next thing you know, Luffy's trying to get off this ship and stuff like that, and he's also lady alvida at this point is pretty pissed she's like gonna bash it on luffy's head and so he's like haha i'm smart i'm smarter than that and he keeps dodging a couple of swings lady alvida does and next thing you know freaking luffy just winds one up and he's like gamu gamu no pistol and basically he just fucking punches her she just gets fucking knocked out and laid out and fucking flies halfway across the ship and she is just out I I won't say she's out cold. I think she's still awake and moving and stuff like that. But anyways, she sees uh Luffy sees Kobe. He's like, that's how you do it, son. That's how you have some confidence. And just kinda just a dumbass he is. And pretty much all of the pirates at that point that were left were like, oh my god, this guy's serious. And they just fucking run off and never be seen again. And so there we are luffy and kobe are pretty much left at this point our orange-haired lady friend has gathered up all the treasure in lady Alvida's ship and has found another ship to haul off her her booty for her treasure to be said as well yeah so she's doing that so luffy is like yo man you got a boat like my boat got sucked up by that whirlpool he's like bro i don't know if we got a boat <laughs> but i'm sure we can find some. no worries And all of a sudden, in that second, there you see more ships, and I don't remember if they're blasting cannons or whatever, but yeah, they're freaking shooting cannons at the the ship that just got boarded, and it's the Navy, the the sea police.
0: Fucking sea cops.
1: Sea cops, yeah. Yeah, sea cops, yeah. And so, I guess another side note that we didn't bring up is that uh, Kobe really said he had a dream, and the dream is that he wanted to... Be in the Navy, and so being in the Navy he's like, oh man, it's my dream to be a Navy Admiral. And so it was like, okay, Luffy's like, good for you. I hope you get that dream. I want to be King of the Pirates, and you want to be a Navy Admiral. Okay. Well,
0: yeah, no, the the idea that those are like antithetical positions like never really crosses minds. Like, fuck it, we're both gonna get our dreams. Nothing bad will ever happen from this.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because he's just kind of like a pure hearted guy. A little dumb, mm-hmm. it's the, but pure hearted.
2: The, the appeal of morally ambiguous main character, somewhat. Exactly. Yeah. Or morally gray, maybe I think that's what the show is trying to do.
1: But yes. Yeah. Luffy's kind of that one track mind kind of person. Like, I'm just going to focus on my shit and we're not worried about anybody else's, except for my own
0: crew. And yeah, with that. He is. He is on that very deep believe it grind.
1: Yeah, man. Oof. He's like, let's make this, let's get this bread and, and shit like that. Even though it's like all times of the day is, like get this bread. And uh,
0: Luffy, Luffy definitely wants to be pirate Hokage.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: He's going to make it happen somehow.
1: Exactly. And I assume. And with that, they finally find a boat and drop their ship into the the little, the sea. And they set out him and Kobe, Luffy and Kobe. And our little orange haired girl also sets off, but she's like, okay, whatever. And so they're setting off and Kobe's talking. He's like, well, what are you going to do now? You have to go to the grand line. And Luffy's like, yeah, man, I got to find myself a a crew first. I can't just go by myself. And so he's like, Hmm, I wonder about this Zoro character. And Kobe's like, you don't want that Zoro character. That guy's a bounty hunter. Like, He's dangerous. He's a demon. I think is what they even say. And he's like, so what? I'll make him a, a pirate bounty hunter. Pirate. Yeah. Kind of that weird thing where he's a pirate, but he's also a bounty hunter for pirates. It's weird. Anyways. And so what, before the, the episode ends, we come in and we see they zoom in on this guy. He's literally like almost crucified. He's like tied up to this this cross in the middle of this field dirt field and he's got this green cap on and white shirt and some pants some black pants i think and he's just honestly the most badass looking character you see in the show yet up to now hell yeah yeah
0: the most badass character in this one episode
1: yeah ever exactly that's the bar exactly and with that ends the sick guitar solo and uh, and then zooms out and says, to be continued. Well, actually it says, Suzuku, which means to be continued in Japanese. But
0: okay. So yeah, that was episode one. The first ending for this series, it's kind of like a slow walk on the beach. It shows, I, I, I know who the people are, but for the sake of playing dumb, it shows who one would assume are the future members of this pirate crew. Mm-hmm. Just one by one, starting from Luffy to the others. I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but you guys noticed that, uh, animes tend to have different moods for their openings and outros. Correct. Like, uh, the opening, the cruise one is kind of like pretty fast paced, high energy. And this one's kind of like more mellow and shit.
2: Yes. This definitely encompasses that trend. Um, I didn't even talk about it with the intro earlier though, but yeah, the intro really strong, really powerful. Um, the group or at least whoever the i don't know if it was a group of artists or the the whoever put this the original intro together comes back to do other intros in the future because the first one is quite notable um this ending i had almost forgot about when i did watch the show the way i would watch is that i'd watch whatever new intros and endings would come up and then i would just skip them as they continued on so i'd at least have a frame of reference for when, like, a new one came out. Because new intros and outros usually imply, like, a new arc or an arc changing if an arc gets really long. So I think that's always fun to see, just, like, how that changes and, like, what they're trying to do in terms of representing the show through, like, these intros and outros.
0: I think most people would uh, say that they followed your same um, strategy, I guess, for watching intros and outros. As much as I love them, few intros and outros i will like make a conscious decision to like watch them one of the notable examples would be um tuning exam naruto they're doing the preliminary fights yes or like fucking fighting dreamers like for those ones i'd like you know what fuck it we're gonna watch this outro this intro and like my sister for example like no just skip it's like no no you're wrong we're just gonna watch it we are fighting you know you just Fine, yeah, no, you just you just dreamers. absorb that or like um another example, the first intro for mobile suit Gundam iron blooded orphans with a I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh well one you if you want to, you should go watch it, but the first intro for that is just like really fucking hype, it's called a uh, razor flag, but yeah, so I think most people are just like, oh, this is a new intro, this is a new outro, all right, cool, I've seen it, let's skip it, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I want to bring up a little precursor about some things is that um, a quick thing is that me, both Clinton and I, um we study Japanese, so we're able to speak and understand some of it. Uh, I don't know how much to a varying degree, but we like so when we watch like sub-animes and stuff like that, there's some words that we can pick up on and we can understand some of the context of it as well without even having to read it. So I just wanted to point that out and make, mark it for the record and stuff. So, Yes,
2: I am always trying to learn more. Um I wouldn't say my skills are of any note, but there are things I understand. And as I go back and actually have been re- re-watching the episodes of this four podcast, there's little things I pick up. For anyone out there actually learning, I think the one key thing that I mean, I'm sure you're like any professor probably, I would say worth their salt or just trying to teach you properly will tell you that uh, mostly like honorifics and like recognizing who you're talking to, whether it's someone you're talking up to or talking down to is a big deal based on just culture. And I don't even want to say like respect because I don't think that's the right way of saying it. But just the context behind social settings is very important and often conversation, just dialogue in anime and plenty of other acted shows is i would say very let's say hammed up for the sake of it and there are a lot of casual conversation terms thrown around that you would like 99% of the time never actually use to talk to someone unless they were a considerably close friend um, to my knowledge, always something to consider when going forward and like learning from a show, as far as like picking up words and listening, like, yeah, I can listen. But then at the same time, it's context matters. And I think that's something to consider too, for anyone out there who is also learning, but there you go. That's just what I have learned so far.
1: Yeah. Basically long story short is don't talk like Luffy.
2: (laughs) Yes. Especially to strangers.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: In contrast to their uh, college-level Japanese courses that they've taken, in my preteen years, I used to write down certain Japanese phrases that they'd put in Monthly Shonen Jump. Mm. So that is as far as I ever went. Do you want to keep going, Steve?
1: Okay. Now, let's start on episode two. The great swordsman appears. Pirate hunter, Roronoa Zoro.
0: See, you you are having a lot yeah. easier time than when I... Spent time trying to just record myself talking about all this and getting all the little details down. I could not say his name for shit for whatever reason.
1: <laughs> that was me with Barth- Bartholomew Kuma. Kuma.
0: Bartholomew Kuma.
1: Jesus.
0: Ro- Ro- yeah. Bartholomew Roar- Kuma. Rora No. Fuck. Aurora Noah Zoro. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep going.
1: Yeah. Rora Noah Zoro. Uh, Anyways, here we go. We're back on this cruise. Anyways, um, Luffy and Kobe are sailing in the sea in their little boat discussing the pirate hunter, Roronoa Zoro. And you know, Kobe's just like, yeah, he's just basically a savage. Like, he's a bloodthirsty beast out for blood. And he just doesn't really give a shit. He's just, and he's being held by the Navy. And so Luffy's like, huh, being held by the Navy. Wonder why. And so they set out to this uh, this Navy base, which is on this island. And Luffy's like, yeah, I want to join my crew. Hold on.
0: You, that. you went from Australian to Scottish. Right. You, you just went straight straight yeah. with that shit. <laughs> I, know.
1: I know. I'm, it was an accident. He's like, all right, I want to join my crew.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I watched the sub and the dub. I think I mentioned that earlier. They never once say what the fuck the name of this town is. Which they have it in the wiki, so I'm gonna assume that at some point they double back and say, hey, this town this town is called Shellstown. You wouldn't know it from here.
1: It's probably in the manga. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, anyways, they head towards Shellstown. And for some reason they are just Terrified. Like you bring up the name Zoro, and they're like, like it's like the Black Plague around there. Like it's it's fucking Voldemort. Exactly, exactly. It's like Voldemort. So they're like talking and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, where is he? And they're like, well, he's being held in this field, captive, by the Navy. And so Luffy's like, hell yeah, let's get over there and recruit him. So they walk over to this field and they're like, oh my God, Zoro. And it's weird because they have to like climb the stone wall in order to see him. And they look over and they see him and he's just like, his head's down and he's just kind of raggedy. He's out in the middle of the sun and stuff like that. And so it's like, okay, whatever. But, anyways, in talking with the townspeople, Luffy and Kobe find out that Zoro has been. Imprisoned by this naval captain, um, a.k.a. the Sea Cops. Uh, this naval captain named Captain Morgan. I think it's a great name.
0: Great name. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to take a drink just yeah. for that. Yeah, I'll take a drink too. I mean, I'm drinking fucking Jim Beam and Coke Zero, but oh, close enough, I guess.
1: I'm drinking Guinness, so it's, it's fine. No No big deals. So here we are. Zoro comes in the picture and Luffy comes in and he's like, he jumps over this stone wall and goes up to Zoro and he's like, yo, what's up? And he's like, what do you want? He's like, I want you to join my crew. <laughs> and and Zoro's like, to hell? No, get out of here, loser. <laughs> and so, so they're like,
0: yo. A quick cut in for that. So just just before that happens, you see this like blonde asshole taunting him and shit, and he's like... Well, before you see that, I guess you, you see this little girl that goes over to Zoro with these two rice balls that she made to feed him. And this blonde asshole comes over. He just uh, takes the rice balls that are supposed to be for Zoro, the prisoner. Uh, he's just gonna take him and eat him. Until he realizes that these rice balls aren't made with salt, but sugar. So he just, like, throws them to the ground and shit, stomps on them. Because, like, who the fuck would make rice balls with sugar instead of salt? And he orders his marines to toss the girl out over the wall. And as that's happening, Luffy, being the person he is, does some cool elastic gymnastic shit. And just, like, gum gums or whatever the fuck to grab her out of the air so she doesn't, like, die and shit. Yeah.
1: One of the first instances of uh, Luffy saving someone, probably, besides Kobe. But, anyways, um, yeah, so there's this blonde guy. He comes up, and it so happens that his name is uh, Helmeppo. Yeah. And uh, he is Captain Morgan's son. I know who would have thought Captain Morgan has a son. But, anyways, yeah, so there's a backstory, and it's right after Luffy catches. This girl and he starts talking with Zoro. Uh, he eventually goes back into town to visit with this girl, and as they're talking and stuff like that, she really Luffy realizes that this girl has some backstory with Zoro. In that Helmeppo, the uh, uppity blonde kid who basically imprisoned Zoro, was walking around with his butt, his precious little dog. Um, who was actually like a wolf basically like super fierce and super scary almost and this wolf was just causing a nuisance and homeppo was like hey you get my way my dog you're toast you're fucked not his fault and so this dog runs into this cafe and the little girl whose name is rika i think yeah rika yeah and she's like she sees this dog and she's like you stupid dog get out of here and starts batting at it with a broom and seeing that this dog starts getting aggressive and it's about to attack this little girl until there's this random chair that flies in and hits the the wolf and it's like it whimpers and kind of cowers off and Helmepa was like who the hell threw that chair they all look around and wouldn't you know it it's Zoro who's the one that uh through that chair. And so he's like, well, your dog's a piece of shit, and you weren't treating this young lady right, so through that chair. But anyways, he's not a big fan of this dog. He's like, this dog shouldn't even be in here or whatever. Bullshit. Kick him out. <laughs> and uh, and so instead of killing or attempting to kill, well, basically Helmeppo attempts to kill Zoro. But Zoro, get this, is a swordsman and so Zoro has his three swords or whatever and he literally just like does some fancy footwork kind of bullshit and basically knocks Helmeppo down as like you want me you have to take me a dead or alive kind of bullshit he's like well you know what you broke the law and so how about this in exchange for not imprisoning the young girl and her mother or whatever i'm going to take you for 30 days and you're going to be tied up to this cross like basically crucified except not quite not as brutal and if you could do it for 30 days then i'll let you go so he's like fine well, anyways now back to modern times zorro's been on that cross for like 23 days and he hasn't had food or water or anything besides the little girl coming and giving him food or else he probably would have starved um but he's pretty tough spiritually so he's like yeah man i got this and so, anyways, they're in this bar, and here comes Helmeppo in, and they're talking and talking and talking. And Luffy overhears Helmeppo say that, yeah, in the next week or whatever, once Zoro's 30 days are up, instead of release him, he's just going to kill him. Like right there and then. it's like, oh shit. <laughs> this shit gets bad. And uh, next thing you know, Luffy starts swinging and just starts going batshit crazy, trying to uh, basically swing at Helmeppo. <laughs> And he's like, nah, this is bullshit. I'm going to recruit him. He's going to be my swordsman. And so they go back to the fortress where he kind of, Luffy well, he doesn't go anywhere. it just the show goes back to this this scene where they introduce Captain Morgan. And he's this kind of roughy guy. He's got basically a whole axe in his arm. And he's got axe blade for his hand. He's got like a metal uh, mandible jaw, like the lower part of your jaw. And so he's, like, pretty gruff-looking. Like, he looks like he could definitely be a Navy captain.
0: Helmepo's, like, scrawny as fuck. He's a pretty big contrast to
1: his son, is, like,
2: kind of the general point. Also, if it hasn't already... Yeah, if if it hasn't already been kind of clear, this Helmepo character is one of those, like, my dad's rich kind of a thing. So he's just, like, using power that he's connected to versus actually having authority himself. Sort of a thing. But anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, anyways, here we come back. It pans back into Zoro, and Zoro's sitting there in the sun, baking. Like, just fucking being baked. And uh... he's
0: a real stoner. And next
1: thing you know, we get this little flashback. Yeah, he's Zoro's a total stoner. You can tell it. We get a flashback into Zoro's past. And if you haven't noticed, Zoro has like teal green hair. Kind of weird. It's like a really vibrant green. And so, flashback to this little kid. He's literally like 8, 9, 10, somewhere around there. Not that old. And he's just, there's this older girl who's literally kicking his ass because from a young age, Zoro wanted to be a great swordsman. And the greatest swordsman in the world, actually. And so, and that's still his dream is to be the greatest swordsman in the world. And so he flashes back to this little girl who's just kicking his ass at swordplay. Like, she is literally like beating him up and down the block. And <laughs> he looks like a baby back bitch at this point. <laughs> he, he is just the worst. <laughs> he
0: is definitely getting his ass. He literally
1: trains. He is, is unbelievable. And next thing you know, like, oh man. And this girl's like, you just gotta try harder, try harder, try harder. And then eventually we zoom back out. And you see Luffy, and he's, like, just jumping over this fucking wall with his gum-gum rocket, uh, which we mentioned in the previous episode. And so he's, like, jumping over this wall, and Zoro's like, what the fuck did you just do? And he's like, oh, man, like, yeah, that's just me. I'm me. Then the next thing you know, we see Captain Morgan. He's raising this huge statue of himself, like, Fucking huge. Like it's overlooking the ocean. And this entire time hell uh, is like Daddy, Daddy, yeah, kick this guy's ass. He's been teasing me. Show him how much of a, a coward or punk he is. And he's just like At this point, well, Captain Morgan hates his son. Just saying it right here, right now. Captain Morgan hates his son. He's like, You're you're a you're a punk ass bitch. And you don't even deserve my name, like, fuck you, kind of thing. And so he's, like, not even worth his time and kind of insignificant. And so at that point, Captain Morgan's like, hey, Rika shouldn't have done that, so we're going to go out and kill her. So Captain Morgan's like, and go out and find Rika and kill her. And he's just kind of like this buff and gruff dude, and he's like, yeah, man. And next thing you know... We uh, go back to Luffy and he's trying to find the people to see if they can't let Zoro go kind of thing. And so he finds this tower in which the statue is being put up. And he does this little gum gum rocket and he shoots up to the top of the, the tower. Well, literally, you no, know, he shot up too high and he knocked over or he tapped the statue that was coming up. And next thing you know it's starting to fall over it's it's gonna topple, and all these men are trying their hardest'cause if uh if they don't they let it fall um they're gonna get killed by Morgan and so next thing you know, this entire thing crumbles down to the ground, and oh man, it's all bad. Morgan's furious,
0: so if you haven't seen the show and maybe this podcast will help you uh decide to watch it is a giant fucking. Colossus of Rhodes type of statue that's just, like, over the ocean. It really doesn't need to be on this tiny-ass island, but this dude's just, like, on an ego trip.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so... Yes. Next thing you know, you see Luffy shooting up and knocking over this thing, and Captain Morton is fucking pissed, like, livid, man. He's, like, gonna... He's gonna kill Luffy, basically. And in the anime, we get a little brief overview of our orange-haired girl running around trying to find more treasure, trying to avoid the commotion that Luffy's causing. So,
0: so is that not in the, uh, real
1: quick cutscene?
0: Is that not in the manga? So no, in the manga, they don't
1: really show, actually, they don't show the orange hair girl until the next antagonist shows up. And so, yeah. So in the manga, she doesn't, she's not here. She's, she's basically filler in some cases it's kind of like part filler part actual uh canon jump the gun a bit yeah yeah a little bit okay it adds a little more um carrots to say
0: okay oh yeah so i think when i started reading the manga it started after that so yeah i didn't know that so again you know learn stuff every day i guess mm-hmm.
1: for sure for sure anyways and Luffy trying to find Helmeppo and, and Morgan and stuff like that. Kobe's still hanging out with Zoro. He's untying his his ties and stuff like that, trying to get Zoro free. And he's going on talking about, yeah, these Marines are are terrible. They're they're nothing to look up to. They're just kind of assholes, basically. Real Marines are are amazing people and and do good for the community and all that kind of good stuff. Being a good Samaritan boy, he is. Instant-minded, whatever you want to say. And next thing you know, Luffy. Actually, yeah, that's the reason why Luffy went out to find Helmeppo because Helmeppo had Zoro's swords, and so Luffy eventually found Zoro's swords, and he wasn't sure which one was it. So he's like, "Fuck it, taking them all with me, bringing them back, and he'll find he'll find it out." And so, literally. At this point, Morgan is basically like, I need to find Zoro and Luffy and Rika and i kill them all. And so he, he goes to Zoro and at this point he's like accusing Zoro and Kobe of like attempting a coup to overthrow him. And Zoro's like, what the fuck? I work by myself. I'm a lone wolf. And then we go back and we find that, well... Kobe and Zoro, Kobe was gunned down and Zoro is having some flashbacks about the Marines taking him and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, a wild Luffy appears, just starts jumping out of everywhere and dodging bullets and doing some Matrix shit and weird shit like that. And he's like, who the hell are you? Well, so essentially, cuts this cuts off is,
2: around there, doesn't it? Yeah. It kind of it cuts off like, right there. This one ends on a little more of a, yeah. like an actual cliffhanger versus the last one. It's just like, "Oh, to be continued.
1: Yeah, and so, at this point, it's more like, okay, Morgan's like, who the hell are you? And Zoro's like, nice to meet you, I'm Luffy." And that's where it ends. He's going to say he's the king of the pirates, and that's where it ends for episode two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, episode two, man, it's uh, a lot different than the first episode, in some ways. It
1: is, it's a hell of a time
0: yeah you know. yeah
1: it's uh it's definitely where you start getting some more action it's where you're like yeah man i'm i'm feeling this
0: like yeah there's there's more action like, throughout um the first episode kind of feels self-contained in a way like the only real carryover is luffy and kobe because the orange-haired person isn't really yeah. an actual presence beyond that field goal kick on that dude's balls yeah
2: it's more just reminding you that she's there at this point mm-hmm. exactly um it's like a, a show don't tell sort of a thing. I think it's what they're going for with that.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely like that because when you read a a a Kickstarter to a manga, it's usually the longest and it's like anywhere from fifty to sixty pages or whatever. But every chapter afterwards is like can be anywhere from like ten, fifteen, uh twenty, maybe even twenty five pages um and so basically the anime kind of follows this it's like hey we're gonna show all the stuff and we don't expect you to know anything about it we're just gonna show it to you and get a a groundwork laid for you so that way you're not grabbing at things and wondering like well what does this mean what's that mean it kind of gives you something to look forward to as well so that's definitely what the first episode did the second episode followed that same kind of manga thing where it's like, hey, we're going to put in some action and put in some more character development and introduce some more characters as well. But overall, the second episode is definitely a killer episode, in my opinion. Yeah,
2: I think it. uh the show starts off with shorter stories, like this, shorter plot threads where they're introducing characters because that's a big part of it is building a world, building these characters. And I think the conflicts they get caught up in tend to... Give you little drops of hints of establishing the world, so it's like, oh, Kobe talks about the military, which is like one of the major powers of the world. Um, we'll find out what all those are later. But uh he's like, okay, there's a military force in this world. That's the navy, and then Kobe talks about them, and you see them come in at the end of the last episode, but you don't really know much. And then you have an example of them here, and it's like a pretty clear-cut example of like abuses of power, and also like this how kid kind of just being like you know textbook shit kid like eh, my dad works for you know just a real piece of work kind of character um but it, yeah it's like you have all these things where it's like okay maybe Zoro is supposed to be like a pirate hunter and Luffy is supposed to be a pirate but at this point it's still kind of like ambiguous as to like are pirates really bad it, it's giving you those kinds of questions to think about so I think that's like a fun way to do it. So even for like a, a like a tiny arc of like how Luffy meets Zoro at first, you can kind of see how Oda just tries to build that stuff up. Also him using like pirate puns is a big thing that he'll do over time. So like Captain Morgan, he, he will do that. That's not the last time something like that will happen. So keep your eyes peeled for stuff like that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the second episode of the
1: anime. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else? No, I think we covered that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's get on to the third episode. This is where we start getting some real good action. So the third episode is called Morgan versus Luffy. Who's the Mysterious Pretty Girl? That's the whole title. And so usually we start out back where we came from. That's how usually most episodes start, is that they'll be like, Oh yeah, we'll show the intro-opening sequence. And then we're going to give you a brief recap of like, for 30 seconds to a minute, usually. And then we're going to go straight into new content and new part of the show. We're back in this courtyard. At this point, Zoro is, like, pretty much free at this point. And basically what happens is that Zoro's kind of trapped. Like, he doesn't have anywhere to go. It's not like he can just be, like, up and out of there and poof, he's gone. So Luffy's like, well, I brought you these swords. I don't know which one's yours. And Zoro's like, they're all mine. And Luffy's like, not any of the fuck like <laughs> why do you need three swords bro like doesn't one do or two he's like nah man i need three and so zoro has a style it's called three sword style um or in japanese it's called santo Ryū. and what it is is like he has two swords in his hands and he has one in his mouth like sideways like you know you see in like old timey kind of pirate videos you see like uh Pirate with a dagger or a knife in his mouth. And so that's kind of that style. Luffy's like, well, bro, you're trapped. So you can either fight with me as a criminal or you can get executed by these sea cops over here. And Zoro's like, well, I ain't got really a choice. So fuck it. I'll join your crew. And so here's their first battle. It's basically Zoro and Luffy versus the sea cops and Captain Morgan. So at this point, these marines are like oh my god then morgan's like get rid of your weapons now fire and so all these bullets come blast and pass and next thing you know like zorro's like pretty scared he's like oh my god i'm gonna die right here with all these bullets and all of a sudden leafy jumps in and he kind of spreads out his arms and next thing you know these bullets just come straight into him and back and then they like it's really weird it's like have you ever put your finger in a balloon? And you kind of push and push and push and push, but it doesn't pop. It, like, kind of just expands around your finger. Like, that's the kind of effect that these bullets had with Luffy's body. They, like, went back, and then they popped back out, like, almost ricocheted, and were fired back at the C-Cops. And it was like, oh, my God, what the hell? He's a, a rubber boy. And Captain Morgan's like, nah, man, this guy ate a devil fruit. and Captain Morgan kind of in a short little monologue starts going over what devil fruit is like, yeah, basically what it is, is they say it's a reincarnation of the sea devil himself. And so whenever someone eats a devil fruit, the sea God punishes them by not giving them the ability to swim. And so that's kind of the backstory about how devil fruit users can't swim is because basically The sea god sees that they're basically sea devils, but they still have these awesome powers in any case. Coming back to our little show-off between everybody, all the marines are, like, scared at this point. They're like, oh my god, what the fuck do we do? And Morgan's like, charge them with your bayonets or swords or whatever. And they're going after, and next thing you know, Zor just starts ripping ass, man. He's just fucking just going at it, ripping people to shreds with his swords, his three-sword style, and he's just killing things, man. He is just kicking ass at this point. And they're all shocked. They're like, oh, my God, we're not going to take on this guy. And so the next thing you see is that you see the sneaky, sly piece of shit Helmeppo. He pulled out his gun, and he's threatening to kill Kobe. He's got a gun to Kobe's head. He's like, you better not. Or, I'm gonna shoot this kid, kind of thing, like, protecting his father. Well, at this point, Luffy starts trying to save Kobe, or walking towards Helmeppo and Kobe, and the next thing you know, fucking Morgan gets up, and he's about to chop down on Luffy, and Kobe's like, watch out behind Luffy, and next thing you know, Zoro comes in, and he slashes Captain Morgan. He is on the ground, he's like, ugh, 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 kind of like, not quite dead, but He's just, like, in pain and a lot of anguish. And they're like, yeah, we did it, bro. We beat Captain Morgan. Zoro passes out like a little bitch. Why are you passing out, man? Like, honestly. I mean, and so the next thing, it's I mean, like he, he was, was there
0: for almost a month without eating. Starved for almost a month. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I feel like he's a badass. He should be able to tough through it. But anyways, he does. He passes out. He's just fucking out. Luffy's like, don't die on me, Zoro. You gotta be part of my crew. I can't have you diet on me. He's like, I'm not dying, you idiot. I'm just hungry and sleepy. He's like, oh shit, okay. So what happens is that in defeating both Helmeppo and Captain Morgan, they go back to the little diner bar kind of thing that Rika and her mom uh, do. They're like eating and having a grand old time and stuff like that. We go back to our lady friend, the orange hair. She's out here. She's just doing sneaky, sly things and, and tying up guards and trying to get their gold and get all the treasures she can. And, uh, and it's really kind of interesting. And so she finds this safe. What does she find in? She finds this map of the Grand Line. So earlier in this, in this same episode we're doing, we talked about the Grand Line. And the Grand Line is said to be where the One Piece is at. They say that if you conquer the entire grand line you'll be able to have the one piece you'll have all the the knowledge you'll need to find the one piece and so it's actually this little container that says the map for the grand line and so she opens it and she finds this little note and it's not the map unfortunately uh it's this little note and it has a clown face drawn on it at the bottom it has this signature kind of like buggy the immortal and she's like fuck this guy buggy has this map buggy the immortal who the fuck is buggy the immortal kind of idiot and so she's like oh damn it okay so she makes off with her booty and goes into town so we're back at the restaurant and they're celebrating their victory he's like man what are we gonna do now there's a crew of two but we don't have a ship well there's a ship over in the docks and stuff like that there's our ship we just came on like okay next thing you know there comes other sea cops from around the area and they come into the the island and they're like, oh, who the hell we have here? We have three pirates. You're going to say something, Slash?
2: No. uh, Actually, now that you mentioned it though, there was a bit of context you left out there. Um, So when Zoro and Luffy get rid of Helmeppo and Morgan, the Marines that are stationed under them at the base are actually very happy with this because they don't really like Morgan as a captain. He's like, kind of an awful captain but he just kind of like ruled with an iron fist in a bad way so they're very happy with this but uh, continue as like other marines come to the island and try and figure out like what's going on here
1: these other sea cops come along they're like the hell happened to our captain over here like we heard there's some pirates over here we heard there's three pirates kobe's like i'm not a pirate what do you mean and the marines at this point are like well you're hanging out with pirates uh, (laughs) yeah you help pirates so that kind of means you are a pirate He's like, well, no, I'm not a pirate. I want to become a part of the Navy, going on his little spiel about, it. about his dreams and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I want to do it. Na, 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 na. So the, the Marines say, hey, we didn't really like Morgan, but you're also a pirate. We can give you guys a head start. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to report you to our headquarters. Just leave and you can probably get away. And so that's uh, yeah, exactly. that's Luffy and Zoro's plan at that point in time. And then, you know, Kobe's like, ah, fuck. What am I going to do? Yeah.
1: And so at this point, Luffy's like, you're calling Kobe a pirate? This piece of shit, worthless child is like a coward. He's not anything. He's not going to surmount to anything. He will always be a wimp. Kobe is pissed. And fucking full-on swings at luffy they start fighting the marines kind of realize hey this pink-haired boy kobe whatever the hell his name is is not a pirate or else he wouldn't be fighting with pirate fighting against pirates like that kobe's like well i want to join you guys and so at this point it's like well kid i don't know what we can do but we'll gladly take you yeah
0: so luffy's bringing up or starting to bring up alveda just so that You know, Kobe would be pissed enough to actually take a swing at Luffy. That pirate connection would mean the end of uh, Kobe's dream. So Kobe socks him to try to get him to shut the fuck up. Then Marines see that. See, oh, clearly these dudes are fighting. I guess they're not actually together. So Luffy and Zoro leave at that point. One of the Navy people after Kobe says, hey, let me be a Marine. Says, hey, you know, there's a lot of pirates pretending to be navy people so they can spy on us and blah 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 i don't know if we should really do that but this one marine lieutenant's just like nah fuck it this kid he's good we can take this kid for whatever reason
1: i'm gonna tell you right now and i just realized this now i had an epiphany that line that yeah there's a lot of people in the navy that are pirate spies that like spy for pirates and stuff that will probably be a huge thing in the future like So just keep that in mind. Like, yeah, there could be some pirates that are infiltrating the Navy. I'm going to
0: pretend I didn't hear that.
1: Oh, I don't really know, but it could be a part of it. It could be a plot twist that Oda pulls out. Like, ha ha, you thought they were Navy the entire time, but they've been working for this pirate. Oda's kind of interesting like that. He'll be like, yeah, let's pull out some of this backstory that you haven't seen for hundreds and hundreds of chapters or or episodes or whatever. And we're going to reintroduce it and be like, Whoa! Sick, bro. Keep your secret, Steve. <laughs> Anyways, back to our story. Navy lieutenant's like, yo, we know you helped us out, but you're still pirates. That's right. We're going to give you a head start. That way, when the actual Navy does come by and sees that, hey, these people beat up our captain, but they got away, and you guys will be safe, and we'll show our gratitude. So with that, Luffy and Zoro say goodbye to Kobe as they, uh, Kobe goes off and joins Sea Cops. Piece of shit. Fucking Sea Cops. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, fucking Sea Cops. Anyways, he joins the Sea Cops. Luffy and Zoro head to the docks, and they set sail on this little boat that they, that him and Kobe sailed in on. And he's yelling at his friends, saying goodbye, sayonara. Kobe feels like, oh man, I'm gonna really miss Luffy. The Marines salute him as the pirates leave, and Straw Hat, and Zoro officially begin their journey. They both have their goals. Zoro become the greatest swordsman in the world. And Luffy will become the pirate king and find the one piece. Yes. And that's the end of episode three.
0: You guys got any more uh, comments on the episode?
2: I think it's just a good wrap up to like this early segment. Cause kind of, how I mentioned for the first part, like it's, like a very short it's just like short stories of how you meet these characters and how they interact with each other but again you get snippets of like bigger parts of the world like here's how different factions of marines act and you kind of just go from there it's it's short and simple but i think it serves its point
1: this episode is kind of nice because it's like oh man luffy found a friend like it's kind of like any child's book i think of i'm like oh yeah here's a little dog spot spot found a friend
0: Jack, Wait, I don't
2: know.
0: who Whose spot like who's that. Jack? I
2: don't know. Well, Jack is a character you meet around episode, like, 700 and something, so that's the wrong question to ask. Uh,
0: him. fucking <laughs> 200 episodes later in this podcast. 200-something episodes. Alright. Sure. This isn't at least a fucking, uh, four-year endeavor that we technically took on or whatever the fuck.
2: Hopefully the Rona is gone by the time we're done with that. Oh, yeah, um... But it's an easy, it's an easier short story. You see how they meet, and uh, not only that, but I mean, you you get, I guess, like another good like show don't tell moments of or how Luffy treats Kobe, like because it shows how like he understands like that their views are contra- or their goals are contrasting, and the way he kind of like leans into him in the end there to kind of like talk shit extra hard because he knows he's trying to go the reaction out of him. But that's gonna like show the Marines, hey, like we can see that this kid isn't with these guys. Like they're just talking shit, even though when they show up, they wonder why they're together. But um, yeah, so Co- Kobe right now is just kind of a short term character. Uh, whether or not he comes back again, who knows? Mm-hmm.
0: I really hate admitting this. I don't wanna admit that like I'm already mildly hooked, but like. My heart of stone is just like slightly cracked a bit, you know. As ah, there nope, we go. Up, Steve. <laughs> as <laughs> as Stephen said before, it's like, oh, bro, you you always talk about liking character development, blah blah blah. I mean, it's very basic, but these character foundations are there, and um, yeah, I I mm-hmm. I, I hate to admit it because it's so early, but I am somewhat mostly kind of looking forward to the rest of the series even if i did technically devote i guess the next three to four years of my life to it
1: Uh, it'll be a good time i can promise Hmm.
2: will it be over in three or four years i'm not sure
1: you know nah as our uh... As our good friend Tyreek says, he's gonna have grandkids and still gonna be going. <laughs> My kinda guy. My kinda guy, exactly.
2: But yeah. Yeah, these, these episodes definitely serve as kind of a short and easy start, just showing off some of the base characters and I think the next set of episodes involves like the flashback that we talked about is actually like the beginning of the ma- the ma- the the manga. So
1: Yeah. We'll we'll get there when we get there. We sure will. It's a great start to our cruise. Yeah. And honestly, these first three episodes are probably like, even though when you look at it, the animation is a little bit older, just cause from the, they are from the late nineties, early two thousands. So in that sense, it is a little clunky in a lack of term, but the plot is still there. The character development is still there. So that's what I think really helps One Piece transcend time in a little bit. So, but. We got more to go, so Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, uh things I already kinda knew but reconfirmed. One Piece, old as fuck, almost as old as I am. Uh I think older than Steve, yeah. technically. Uh <laughs> almost. Yeah.
1: Almost close. It's about it's a it's a couple of months younger than you, I
0: am. Are you talking about the manga or the so anime? I'm technically
1: older than uh, the anime. The manga's older than
0: Okay. You. Yeah. So mm, I guess it's technically debatable, but yeah uh it's old as fuck besides the um the episode length in itself the animation it doesn't always sit well with me but uh i also watch some shittily animated anime and enjoy it so i don't know why it just doesn't gel i'm gonna try to focus on the story from my point of view because that's kind of the thing that i'm always more focused on what are you gonna say
2: i was gonna say i think earlier when i was talking about my own uh introductions to the series i mean i've seen people criticize the anime for a lot of different reasons it's definitely got some pacing issues when you get to farther sections of it for like bigger arcs let's say but also like it's a big studio production kind of anime. it for something that's been running so long there are shows that have shorter segments and like look way better just because there's budget behind it but also when you have a season of a show that's like oh 20 30 episodes versus this long running thing it these studios are meant to like pump these out and sometimes you lose a bit of the quality there you shouldn't have to but it just depends on how they decide to do it i think there's parts where the show does get better looking but these earlier segments they definitely do look like like you said like later 90s produced anime from Toei, which is that's just kind of how they looked so there you go <laughs> You take it or you take it or leave it. It's not going to wow you. It's not. You're not. It, it's not going to look as nice as if you're watching something even like newer, like shown in anime, like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or something like that. But there you go.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Before we get to like sign offs and stuff like that, um, I guess a little peek behind the curtain, if you will. They often say that you are the biggest obstacle in your path. That is definitely true for this. Because uh I've had uh, some computer issues. I'm learning to edit this. It's fair to say that none of us are really experienced in podcasting itself. Uh slash is the most first in uh recording, I would say. Uh but yeah, so hopefully. Well not hopefully, I'm sure it will be just by the nature of everything. Uh things will get better as it goes along. Uh, you know, we'll start to get more in rhythm, in sync, stuff like that. Yeah, so no, we'll test out a few different variations of how this will process.
2: I think we've got a lot of material to work with for
0: figuring this out. We we have got some time. So (laughs) that's just kind of a general note on uh, how this goes. Uh, If I can't personally figure out the best way to edit this, I'm sure I know friends that I can float a few dollars to, to help with the process. So before the actor sign offs, like we said at the top of the show, a lot of the thing that started this type of recording at least from my point of view, is all of the uh, unrest that's happening in the country. So I guess it's important. It's been over 100 days since she was murdered by police. So, you know, remember, and justice for Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, even though all of his assailants and murderers have been arrested, technically, you know, hopefully we can get them to actually be correctly prosecuted. As we learned this week, Elijah McClain in Aurora, Colorado, did not meet, by anyone's standards, I would say, uh, satisfying end. Especially considering that was the same town that had someone shoot up a movie theater because they wanted to allegedly replicate the Joker. But yeah, so there's a lot of fucked up things in the world, and hopefully, eventually, we'll be at a place where we can have real justice. So, yeah, Black Lives Matter. All lives don't matter until Black Lives Matter, and things like that.
2: So are looking at the injustices of the real world. It's a good thing we're looking at the injustices and the power structures of One Piece. There yeah, so some,
0: yeah. some, someone had commented on um, the thread of me getting donations to have me watch One Piece. Like, oh, One Piece would be a really good thematic option because of kind of fascistic... Police forces, if you will. That's why I'm glad, besides me just saying it earlier, Steve kind of leaned into referring to the Navy as the Sea cops You know, it's kind of an almost, I guess, kind of a fully militaristic organization, seemingly overreaching the powers that they're supposed to have. But yeah, it's just uh, a lot of shit's fucked up.
2: Just wait till we get to the world government. You know? Yeah.
0: I can only imagine. <laughs> but yeah, so... And so Black Lives Matter. That's modern. something
1: else I want to talk about is uh, go ahead. Yes, definitely. I want to talk about is that for both for all of us, both me, Brian, and Clinton have come from different backgrounds, but we've all found this interest in one piece and maybe even anime and manga in general.
0: Yeah. And so I would I'd say anime who
1: you are, it doesn't matter.
0: Don't immediately throw it in. More so anime rather than
1: yeah, more so anime, but other animes like maybe JoJo's or um My Hero Academia or even Dragon Ball in some cases. Manga has anime has been there for us. And I guess that's something else we want to convey as well is that this This art form, manga and anime, anybody can read it. Anybody, it's meant for anybody. It's meant for Black people. It's meant for Hispanic people. It's meant for transgender people, LGBTQ people. And so I want to extend this to our listeners in that this is something that you are welcome in. You are welcome to listen to this. You are welcome to partake in this. We welcome you into our thoughts and our opinions and this is just some of our our surface level thoughts of these episodes and and sometimes we like to have jokes about them and whatnot but this is something that's meant for you guys as well so i think it has a deep meaning and it has a deep connection for anybody so then also with that black lives matter and black trans lives matter as well agreed okay but yeah Yeah, that's uh (laughs) that's the first episode Um, y'all
0: we 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 technically did it. It's a little long. I'm sure future episodes as we get into the rhythm will be a bit shorter. Uh I mean it's not the longest thing ever. Yeah. But yeah. Once we get the once we get it down, I'm sure it'll be more efficient, if you will. And we don't
1: have to go through introductions and stuff like that. Yeah, no. That definitely
0: straight in like Yeah. Yeah, that that'll cut it down a bit. Um so yeah. Steve, do you have any? Where can people find you, and do you have anything to plug? Instagram,
1: Steve underscore Horniak, H R N Y A K. You can follow me. You can not follow me. Doesn't matter. I don't really post much. I mean, except for like petitions and and stuff to donate for Black Lives Matter. But yeah, I'm pretty interesting. Also, pretty interesting on uh on Twitter as well. Uh, Steve Hornyak, capital S and Steve and capital H and Hornjak. Give me a follow. I'll follow back. Uh, no big deal there. But I hope to maybe interact with some fans and stuff like that and hopefully you enjoy this podcast. I definitely enjoyed it, so
0: Okay. Slash, what about you, Clinton?
2: I think the best place for people to follow me and things I do is most likely on Twitter. I use the name Rob Link. That's R A W B L I N K. Um, I do a lot of shit posting. Um I will sometimes deviate from that and post some more serious content, especially with um Trying to make sure with all sorts of things that are going on now, like we talked about social injustices and also, um, hey, yeah, we're still in the midst of somewhat of a global pandemic. So uh, just trying to keep people aware of things as I can. I think my social media use is is pretty balanced in that sense, and that sometimes I use it to get a laugh and blow off steam at the other times, uh, or excuse me. The other half of it is that I don't want to ignore real-world events either, um, so I try to find a balance there. Also, uh, I stream video games, and I will usually um, post what times I am streaming there, uh, and then if you want to follow my Twitch channel as well, my uh, it's the same thing as Twitter, is twitch.tv slash roblink. Um, besides that, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and giving this a try. Hopefully you can stick with us as we kind of iron out the kinks here and figure out a a more efficient format and then go from there.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in a uh, lighter times, if you want to hear about various Sonic things, you can probably find that on his Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and most anywhere. It's kind of a unconscious attempt at branding, I guess at L tubacabra E L T U B A C A B R A, but specifically Instagram and, and Twitter beforehand, but especially in the last year, my Twitter has mostly been fireman related beyond shit posts. I fire them a lot. I do like a lot of anime. I've mostly avoided One Piece until all of this has happened. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So Yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: Hello? Yeah, wait, did, did cobra cut out? Um I don't I'm not crazy,
0: right? We'll figure out a sign off, I guess, but uh have fun well, on that
1: cruise.
2: I mean we're at the end. I'm sure he can just edit this while. Well, I don't know if Cobra cut out or not. So I think for the sake of us being at the very end. Yeah.
1: Let's just assume Cobra's still here. So, but yeah, that's uh.
2: so anyway, that's fantastic. We will see y'all next time. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Uh Hope you join us for next time when we go out <laughs> and we meet who this buggy person is. Suspense. Suspense. Of course. You know what? I'll end it with
2: saying, now that I've, I've I've thought about it and I've been reminded, Buggy might be my favorite character in the show.
1: <laughs> I like that. So there
2: you go. Uh, all really right. We'll, like s- we'll see you all next time. Take it see easy. See you all next time. Take care. Thank you.
0: Future Brian here. You can find us on Twitter at Reluctant Our Instagram is Reluctant Cruise Podcast. You can send emails to ReluctantCruise at gmail.com. If you are so inclined, please leave us a rating and review. It Definitely helps us on platforms like Apple Podcast and leads to getting noticed more. And hey, share us with your friends. Maybe we can get them to set sail with us. Anyway, have fun on that cruise.
1: discussing little boat little boat yeah <laughs>